Hi, everyone. This is Fernando, your host of the Bar Exam Game Plan Podcast. I hope that you are doing well, that you are, you know, staying as uh, centered and, and empowered as possible. And to help you achieve that goal, I am so, so excited and happy to be able to bring you another attorney feature today. Uh, Gabriel, Gabe Espinosa, who uh, actually was a client of mine and we worked together in accomplishing a very important goal of passing the California bar exam is our guest. Gabe, how are you? Hi, Fernando, doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Definitely, and uh, I'm just so, so happy to be able to just have a conversation with you about your journey. And so typically where I'd like to start, you know, for our listeners is so they can get to know you a little bit. Um, just tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, what, what you do uh, in professionally, and then get into a little bit about your journey with the bar exam. Sure. So I work um, actually at Zoom, uh, work in talent acquisition, um, recruiting, but also, you know, dabble in some compliance stuff. So tech, essentially. And, um, you know, uh, that's definitely something I, I, I feel law school and the bar has helped me, you know, work into, but that's, that's where I'm at right now, techie. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And in terms of your journey with the bar exam, um, I know that, you know, it, it was, it was a, a journey that, that took multiple efforts. And so if, if you can just let us know a little bit about, you know, uh, what that entailed for you. Definitely. So I'm a repeater. I, you know, graduated a few years back and I actually have a history of test anxiety. So for me, uh, finding something that or approach that incorporated mindfulness, health, wellness, I would have to say was the key for me. I've gone through this exam multiple times. And um, I really believe that the reason I didn't pass it sooner was because I did not prioritize my health and wellness. And it's been quite a journey. Um, you know, I feel that everyone has their their path, their journey, and it needs to be tailored to them, their bar prep journey. Not some, it's not a one size fits all. So that's definitely something that, you know, that was essentially my history with the bar, uh, trying to do things the quote unquote way I was supposed to do, but not necessarily what, how I should have done for myself. Mm, definitely, Gabe. And, uh, you know, I want to ask you because you went through, uh, you took the test in person and then also you took the test remotely. And we have uh, listeners who are going to be taking the test remotely in February, but then also listeners who, you know, probably if not in July, 2021, in February, 2022, are gonna be taking the test in person. And so, you know, what, what um, were the biggest changes that you had to make from in-person to a full online remote exam? If you can just give us a sense of that, Gabe. Sure, so uh, biggest difference is of course, um, there's a little, with the remote administration, there's a little more, um, there's stricter guidelines. For example, you, you know, you could be, you know, potentially flagged for this or that, but what helped was just, you know, having the rules clear, being in communication with the book committee, uh, making sure, you know, any arrangements, if there are accommodations for that, and that, you know, we can talk in another podcast, but that it's communicated that all the expectations are made clear. 
but definitely practicing as closely to the format as you're told that you're going to be having as possible and mirroring that from the beginning, not doing it the you know the old fashioned way, so to speak. I think it's important to to test under realistic circumstances. So I guess biggest would be multiple choice if you're not a um, uh, you don't like the dabbling in the bubbling in the the multiple choice on the Scantron uh, because of the administration um, that's much more expedited. So if you perform better on your, for example, adaptive bar or other multiple choice uh, practice for broad prep, uh, you know, that's probably a good indicator of how you'll do on the exam. So definitely keep practicing that for the written definitely type fast. I mean, always, that's always something you had to do, but you know, do typing exercises. Fernando and I worked on ways to increase my typing speed. And I have to say that that, enabled me to finish not only a little bit early, but to also fine tune my responses, especially towards the end. And I think that's that's key if you can keep practicing that. So those are, I think, the main differences between the in-person versus the online administrations. I appreciate that. Um, just kind of insight, Gabe, because not, you know, you went through it just recently and not a lot of folks have insight on how to pass a remote exam. You know, this was this was uh, something that was new to everybody, right? And, and, you know, the rules kept changing, even the date of the exam, right? Yeah, exactly. and, so, and so, you know, in the middle of that uncertainty, Gabe, what were some of the things that helped you just kind of stay centered, stay in the game because it can throw people off when you think your test date is going to be here and then that gets moved. You know what I mean? So uh, having that history of test anxiety in the past, how were you able to work through that and manage that? So for me, uh, a key difference was, as I mentioned earlier, working on my health and wellness. So I actually have been prioritizing meditation since a couple months before that on a daily consistent basis. And that's, you know, that's a personal choice that has helped me, for example, because I, I opted not to take medication for it. Because um, I, I believe that in my, uh, you know, anxiety, if, if you, you know, if worked well out, it can be managed with non-medication, but you know, of course everyone has their own journeys. But for me, meditation was a foundational uh, strategy that I had to say really set me up for success. And in addition to that, really just um, honing in on what the original test date was gonna be and um, practicing as if I were to have only that amount of time, um, focusing on the areas that, you know, gave me the most yield for my time. For example, I was already scoring proficiently on the PTs I did, you know, I just made sure to do a few at a time, but I needed to focus more on improving my multiple choice. So I focused in on the multiple choice section uh, topics that were lacking for me. And I have to say that really did help me go up from like barely 60 percentile to like at the end of prep, I was scoring 70 to 80 percent on all across the board on all the MBE topics. So definitely um, keeping your mind right, whatever, however way, you know, it works for you, whether it's exercising, also that a combination of exercise and meditation for me, I have a very, you know, um, fast hyperactive mind. So for me, running, for example, long distances, six miles, you know, two or three days a week doing, you know, home workouts, but always doing that meditation. When I start my day, that really, I have to say, it helps me manage whatever can be thrown at me, including those uncertain dates with the bar. Yeah, that, thank you for sharing all those different uh, methods that work for you, Gabe. I mean, I think 
um, you know, if somebody's listening and they're experiencing a, a, a similar journey, you know, with, with test anxiety or just like high levels of stress as well. Uh, like I mentioned before, I think it's important for us to connect about it, to, to, to talk about it, because we all experience it to some level. And if we don't learn how to work through it, how to manage it, and you, especially if you don't find what works for you, then you're going to be just working against yourself in some ways, you know, because as the test state approaches, you know, the stress and anxiety can kick up. And if you don't know how to manage it or you don't have a, an effective set of tools to work through it, then it's just going to be more difficult than it needs to be. Instead of being able to focus on the actual tests and the content and stay, um, you know, keep your concentration on the next question and the next question, if it's the MBEs or the essays, right? Um, it can get more difficult. And exactly, exactly. And so, you know, it doesn't even have to be something that you have to spend, you know, hours, to, you know, developing what is my, you know, what works best for me. It just goes back to even non-bar prep, you know, wellness. What helps you relax on your, you know, life outside of your bar studies uh, is that, um, spending time with friends and family. It's important to have, for me at least, that worked for me as someone with, you know, documented test anxiety that has prevented me from passing in the past. The balance worked for me, the doing the things that bring me joy. You know, they vary by person to person. However, for me, it's, you know, like I mentioned, the exercise, the, the you know, you know, whenever able to, you know, going outside, doing, you know, you know, go, what, before the restrictions were in place this summer and COVID, um, you know, eating outdoors, just going to, for example, the the beach. I loved going to Salsalito every, you know, once a week. It's important that you do things like that, that bring your heart joy, because it gives you energy to feel yourself. And it's, as, as you've mentioned before, and many others have, this exam is a marathon, not a race. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, Gabe, and and um, I, I love I love just the the practicalness that you bring to it, and I I, I appreciate all that all that insight. And I know that you mentioned uh, one tool already that that you used. You mentioned Adapt the Bar, and actually I, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, actually the Bar Exam Game Plan just partnered up with Adapt the Bar, and any. Uh, folks who are, are, you know, signing up for Adapt the Bar, go to barexamgameplan.info to, uh, if you haven't signed up for it before, go to barexamgameplan.info and there's a specific discount code um, and you can learn how to get it there, right, uh, for those who get the Bar Exam Game Plan program. But that was one tool for you, Gabe, that worked. Yes. Um, what what were some other tools as well? And then I want to ask you a little bit about those percentages that you mentioned because I, I you made me think about something there too. Sure. So overall, big picture, um, the, but what was a game changer for me were the strategies in the bar exam game plan that um, consistently stressed and emphasized what I mentioned earlier: the health and the wellness. For me, uh, those affirmations that are included as well in the bar exam game plan and that go through the strategies on how to tackle each section. Um, it not only goes through the section, you know, how to tackle the exam itself, but also the wellness part of it, right? That so many bar prep courses, commercial bar prep courses don't have. And, you know, I'm not saying that it completely replace your bar exam courses. I'm saying the bar exam game plan, for me, it was a non-negotiable add-on. Like it, it, it's just non-negotiable. It really, 
focused and helped me maintain that focus with the balance of how to, the big picture of how I can have longevity and stamina for this exam mentally and physically, in addition to the black letter law that the court, the commercial bar prep programs teach us. I feel like they often lack this component, right? Where it incorporates what helps you stay in the game mentally and physically, your motivation, right? And I think it's so important to have those tools, you know, in place. Yep. And, and I really do uh, appreciate, you know, um, you bringing that up, Gabe, because I actually agree with you. Like the, the bar exam game plan program, it's not meant to replace, you know, Kaplan or Barbary or any one of those. It's meant to be an additional resource for you to be able to take care of yourself as a person so that you can show up as the best bar examinee version of yourself every single day that you are studying for the exam. And so I think that's a really awesome way that you, that you described it, how it benefited you, because that's, that's the intent. It's supposed to fill in this void that exists that I actually saw, Gabe, when I went through it back in 2007, you know, like 14 years ago, <laughs> you know, and I saw that gap back then and it's continued, to be perfectly honest with you, it's continued. And, you know, the, 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 the big bar programs, big bar prep programs, they're focused on the what, what information are you supposed to memorize? And here's this, you know, outline and here's this video and here's that information, which you need. And you need to make sure that you use the most effective tools within that program, right? But then on top of that is the how. How are you going to attack each part of the exam, which is not typically covered by big bar prep programs? And then also, how are you going to take care of yourself in the middle of all of this? You know, uh, that's the other piece that's, you know, just missing, period. Exactly. And I cannot stress enough how it's not a one size fits all journey. Uh, you know, of course, the bar programs, they have seen what works for many of their students. However, not everyone has the same learning style. Not everyone has this or that. So, you know, just because you vary a bit from what they tell you or how to do things does not mean that you're not going to find success. I mean, no, I'm not going, I'm not telling you to not do the, you know, 20, you know, eight to 10 hour days. However, for me as a repeater, uh, you know, I did, I incorporated the balance of the exercise and things like that. And sometimes it was six days, six hour days. It just depends on what, where I'm at, you know, what, what my percentages were. So instead of, you know, just doing eight, eight to 10 hour days, just to say I did 10, eight to 10 hour days, I studied more strategically where I used the time that I had, because I was also working, you know, um, as a freelancer here and there, uh, taking uh, pro bono cases, um, as asylum um, interpreting cases. Uh, through law firms. So, you know, I, I had to balance my time a little bit. So, you know, I didn't have exactly 10 to 12 hour days to devote. And to be quite frank, I don't think that I, that I would have found success if I did it that way. I, I had to balance myself and found what worked best for me. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think, I think a lot of times folks think they have to follow the program exactly to the T and that becomes, uh, instead of a benefit, a burden, yeah. you know? Um, anxiety provoking, things like yep. that. So yeah. do what's best for you. The numbers don't lie. If you're getting, for example, you know, you're getting your target scores on your essays, on your MBEs in a way that's maybe not exactly 12 hours, but you're doing it in seven to eight or six hours. 
do what's best for you. And, you know, in those extra hours, you know, I, for me, what I do is I would, you know, exercise, I would work on things that made me happy, like what I mentioned earlier, you know, things that brought me joy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was something too, that we kind of kept a very close eye on, uh, especially like in the months leading up to the exam. Uh, we would just kind of pay attention to, to, to the percentages, right? And I remember, Gabe, when I went through it my first time, I also had like, you know, high 50s, low 60s in my MBEs, and that wasn't enough to pass, right? right. And so um, I know the second time around, I was hitting, you know, 70, 75, on some close to 80 for the first time. And a lot of it was because I just started to take care of myself, one, but I was just studying more strategically, effectively, focusing on the areas that had the most opportunity for growth and improvement while not letting go of the areas that I was good on, right? Because I didn't want to like trade off anything. Exactly. And the, the bar exam game plan also talks about some of those strategies and how to tackle each of the sections so you can do that. And um, something that helped me when I was, for example, if I was on the way to an assignment for an interpreting job or or even on the way to, you know, um, salsa leader or whatever I was doing, I would put on the the podcast, the bar exam game plan podcast for the particular uh, MBE topic that I was, or even essay, particularly MBEs for me, because those were I historically have passed the written, but it was the MBE that always was kind of the, you know, the one that I needed to really hone in on. Mm -hmm. And I would listen to that, you know, five to seven minutes, sometimes as much, just, I think no more than 10 minutes at the latest, uh, the longest yeah. the podcast for the MBEs. And it has a big picture um, synopsis or kind of like the big picture outline of what the topic is. And then, you know, I, it's your job to really hone in on those specific you know, areas, but overall, see for me as a visual person as well, seeing the big picture of each topic is what really helped me get to those 70, 80 percentiles on my MBEs because it helped me understand it and not just focus on, I have to answer this question. Like, how does this question fit into the big picture? That truly was the game changer for me. That's awesome, Gabe. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think, uh, those episodes are definitely uh, very, very popular. You know, there's a lot of other episodes that are popular too, because just different tips. But, um, you know, for in case, uh, you know, folks don't know uh, what, what Gabe is talking about, maybe you just joined the podcast. Um, they're they're the, the subject uh, attack reviews, right? And uh, it's basically, pretty much every subject is covered in the podcast in you know six to 10 11 minutes at most and that's those are the ones that you're you're talking about right Gabe yeah exactly and then they that would help me um, determine which of those I I needed to focus on um, section because I would know oh uh, I forget what the rules are for for example uh, remedies, the, all the remedies rules. So then that would make me signal me to go back into remedies and to review those thoroughly. Yeah. And I was actually on the, S, on the, on the bar exam. So I think it paid off because I felt more than prepared for that question. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and uh, the other, the other thing too is, um, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I really just want to thank you for like just coming on and sharing uh, your very fresh perspective it, not just in terms of the remote, the remote exam, but also how to take care of yourself as you're going through this challenge, this 
very worthwhile challenge of becoming an attorney, right? Um, and, and for you in California, one of, one of the, the most difficult exams to pass historically based on actual numbers, right? And you did it. Um, and what one piece of advice would you leave folks with? You know, what one piece of information as a, a now uh, up and coming attorney, would you want folks to know about the bar exam? Definitely. So this is a, uh, the bar exam is something about how I think the test is how well you're able to adapt and take care of yourself. I think I can't stress that enough. For, I think wellness is and should be at the forefront of your priorities because everything revolving this journey will just fall into place once you do that. And I feel like oftentimes wellness is so, it's almost even deemed like a taboo, right? Like, oh, how, like, you shouldn't be like doing things that waste time and not studying. Like, no, it's actually quite the opposite. <laughs> if you, I believe, focus on your health and well being, you will perform optimally and you will achieve the goals you want to achieve. So I, I want to leave everyone with that. Just make sure you prioritize your health above all. I love it. I love it. I love it, Gabe. Thank you so much for sharing that and, and, and just coming on and, and sharing your, your journey so that others can, can benefit from it. No, thank you for having me. Well, um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Bar Exam Game Plan Podcast. And I want to thank Gabe again. And Gabe, I just want to congratulate you. Thank you so much for, uh, again, sharing your journey and also congratulations on achieving this goal. And to everybody who's studying for the Bar Exam, wishing you nothing but success. Good luck. You can do this. You got this. And uh, as you heard from Gabe, as you've heard from myself, even if it takes multiple times, you can achieve it. You just got to find what works for you. Gabe, thank you again. Take care, my friend. Thank you, Fernando. Bye. This episode is brought to you in part by Juno, the collective bargaining group here to get you the best rates on your student loans. To learn more, Go to barexamgameplan.info and click on the Juno logo.